This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. Now, the other day I was on this podcast called Ignite Intimacy with today's sexy guest, and we were discussing the concept of Valentine's Day and how it can be different for singles, different for couples, where the the concept of Valentine's Day has become so distorted and how we can really love ourselves. So if you haven't checked that out, it's called Ignite Intimacy and it was released last week, I think right before Valentine's Day. And this episode is really, really exciting for me because not only is this guest one of my best friends, but this topic is so badass and so brilliant. <laughs> We're going to be getting into evolutionary focused relationships, astrology, and plant medicine. <laughs> oh my God, so good. And just lately, Especially because it's been Valentine's Day and I started this month of kisses on Instagram, this hashtag month of kisses where all of my pictures have been having couples kissing and I just feel this month is extra potent with love. Now, whether you see it as this hallmark tradition of Valentine's Day, or maybe it's just a great reminder to tune into love and to remember that you are love and to remember all the ways that we block ourselves from intimacy or that we um, allow ourselves to feel love or be that. That's what we're going to get into today. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what is even more exciting and potent about this episode is that we're getting into different types of relationships. You know, we come into this society thinking that relationships are this way. And then we meet somebody and they think that relationships are this way. And so then we're trying to co-create something together and we end up activating each other. Mm-hmm. <gasps> so let's talk about designing our own relationships. I've got the cosmic queen herself, Megan Zimring, also known as Z here to show us how astrology and relationships focused on evolving ourselves can help us to better understand our love lives and the patterns we fall into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But before we get to Z, and before we get into an hour-long flirting session, <laughs> lovers, you are the reason that I do this show. I want to thank you for tuning in, for spreading the word and leaving reviews, trying some of these suggestions and products that we recommend. I love hearing about your takeaways and all of what you've been discovering. 
because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better. And if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, find our sexy guest, connect with me, and read about how you can up-level your sex, love, and vitality. I even have a new ebook out, and it's all about how you can up-level your conversations around sex, both in and out of the bedroom, because we all know that topic of conversation is one of the most difficult to have with our partners. So why not get a little bit of help there? <laughs> so, Megan Z. Mm. What's <laughs> up, kitty cat? Let me just describe this image for you right now. She is at my house, and she's wearing this ultra-sexy sheer black top. <laughs> well, you actually inspired my new wardrobe choices over the last year. I think I, I borrowed an outfit or two from you back in the day. And then my entire, I went back to my own work closet and I was just like, yeah, this, everything's going to have to go. Everything's going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Well, you know, and I take that really powerfully because right now I'm just in my sweats and my unicorn slippers <laughs> so I'm like Megan's ultra hot right now and I'm just this non-sexual kitten over here I think that's impossible <laughs> she's still pretty sexual everyone <laughs> just in case you're wondering <laughs> oh my god leave it, leave it up to cat to make unicorn slippers steamy wow <laughs> and sweats <laughs> Megan Z oh. God, I just you make me want to just like purr over here on the podcast oh, for like an hour. I love how you flirt with me a little bit. Ah! <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ever decide to switch teams, yeah. <laughs> I'm available. You're the only woman in the world who's ever made me slightly considerate. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. for cat. <laughs> Yeah, it's my favorite game. <laughs> so Megan Z is a transformational speaker, ceremonialist, and a cosmic catalyst, not to mention super hot bod, <laughs> wild hair. Like she's coming, she's got these feathers in her hair. Oh, can't get over it. She facilitates retreats, workshops, and immersion experiences all around the world and channels the wisdom of the stars. Mm. Currently facilitating a 10-month astrological self-development program and I just want to bow down to you queen oh my god all of these things I've never had a guest on here who is so magical I've had magical guests but not like you like you're probably the most magical of them all hell yes I received that compliment <laughs> and so a little background of this guest, Megan and I led a uh, women's sexual retreat, a sexual retreat, <laughs> a women's sexual empowerment retreat yeah. years ago. Yeah, it was years ago. I think you were one of the first people I met when I came to LA and we just dropped in deep right away, Yeah, right away. Like you've been such a sister the whole mm. way through and, you know, it just keeps getting deeper. I didn't oh, even know it was possible. So good. Yeah. Deeper. And it, this year at Burning Man, I just, I, I feel like our relationship access to a whole new level of, of depth. It just keeps getting deeper. Yeah, we just, uh, we follow our, the power of our yoni, which is mm -hmm. our vagina, you know. <laughs> we just follow wherever she wants to take us and it has not led us astray. It Never. leads us into the best adventures. Mm -hmm. My yoni says, go this way. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was that. Oh God, I you know experiencing near magic at that women's sexual empowerment retreat where she sat and shared with every woman there about astrology and their specific design mm-hmm. and the the wisdom of the stars. Mm-hmm. I love introducing you as that because mm-hmm. the women walked away knowing themselves on a different level mm-hmm. than what we are used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you share with our listeners what that means? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I come from a, a very um, mainstream background. And uh, I mean, if you would have asked me 10 years ago or told me 10 years ago that I would become an evolutionary astrologer, I would have probably laughed, you know, Uh and, um, what I really appreciate about my original teacher is how grounded he was in his, in his expression and just Mm. really like channeling truth. Mm -hmm. And the type of astrology that I practice is based in his, his tradition, his wisdom traditions, and it's free will astrology. This is not fatalistic or fortune telling. So I never sit there and look at someone's chart and say, Oh, your son is in Scorpio. And that means X, Y, or Z that you're fated to this, but rather understanding that each energetic signature, which is represented by where the sun was when you were born, the moon, Venus, Mars, whatever, each of those signatures are just energetic potentials, Mm. right? And energy cannot be created or destroyed, only changed in form, as Einstein famously says. So these energies will manifest in your life, but the form that they take in your life is a function of your consciousness, of your free will. So that's the empowering piece. It's not fatalistic. It's it's empowerment. It's the variable in the entire equation of the form of your life is you. It's your choices. It's your consciousness. So as your consciousness interacts with the energetic potential that's represented by, say, your sun in Libra, how that energetic signature, the sun in Libra, actually collapses into form from energetic potential in the quantum field into form in your experience is a function of the choices that you make. So when you understand the entire field of potential represented by each of these energies, you can step fully into your role as the conscious creator of your experience Mm. and make the choices that align with intentionally collapsing these energetic potentials into their highest form in your experience. Oh my God. Oof. Yeah. I love hearing that. So it's not so much, and and I can hear some people be like, well, I've read my astrology or mm-hmm. I've read my horoscope in the mm-hmm. newspaper and yeah. I think everybody can be that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, like when you think of like the Cosmo magazine version yeah. or the newspaper version, mm-hmm. it's very cookie cutter, right? Mm-hmm. So it, each, all of these energies have a huge spectrum of potential in terms archetypally, in terms of how they could actually manifest in your experience. Yeah. So again, how each of these energies alchemize, how they all come together, together and take form in your life is up to you. That's why this is astrological empowerment. Mm-hmm. This is astrological activation. Mm-hmm. This is not fortune telling. This is not fate. And any, any, if you're reading in a magazine, oh, this is, I'm a, you know, I'm a Sagittarius and this is my fortune for this month. And then internalize that it, it could be, could become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Why does it become a self-fulfilling prophecy? Because we filter it into our awareness and then we choose consciously or subconsciously 
for having internalized that. Mm-hmm. So it's still the consciousness that's interacting with it. Really, there's a huge spectrum of possibility in terms of what we get to create. And we're also so much more than just our sun sign. Most mm-hmm. often when we look in, in these magazines or newspapers, you see a, a sun horoscope. Like what is just your sun? There's only 12 sun signs. There's billions of people on the earth, right? So when you actually look at a full birth chart, which is a map of the sky at the minute you were born, you'll see all of the planets and all of the constellations making an infinite number of aspects to one another, including the south node and the north node of the moon, which bring in the karmic signature and the dharmic signature. So why on the soul level did you choose to incarnate with your sun in Scorpio or your sun in Aries or your moon in Libra or your moon in Taurus? Each of these things are not random. Mm -hmm. It's meaningful on the soul level that you chose to incarnate with this specific constellation of energetic potentials to work with in this lifetime. Mm. So through the lens of evolutionary astrology, through this, this tool, this sharp sword in my belt, we can look into the soul level signatures and the soul evolutionary intentions. How are these energies meant to serve your soul's evolutionary process in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. right? The nature of karma is that something went incomplete in a prior incarnation. And so these, these energies, the energies that make up the being that you are in the physical form that your life has taken are, are, are in place to serve ultimately your soul's evolutionary process towards your dharma or towards your your medicine what you're what you're actually striving towards which ultimately for so many of us is this idea of getting beyond separation or mm-hmm. fear into yeah. union oneness love right so the road we the, the destination is the same the roads that we're taking are different yeah the right. stars decided in this lifetime i'm going to be a sexy kitten and yes you did and, well with and that. therefore <laughs> a sexy kitten with unicorn slippers <laughs> bring it on yes <laughs> bring it on i get it i understand my my um uh, you know mission in this lifetime mm-hmm. to bring all the pleasure codes to all of you yes yeah you do well you've got a lot of eighth house energy energy, which is, you know, that that sexual activating energy. And you could have chosen to manifest that in its shadow frequency or its high frequency. And from my perspective, you're you're choosing to create a life that supports the highest expression of that particular constellation of energy. Ooh, what do you mean by choosing? Yeah. So when we look at, let's say, I believe if I recall correctly, you have what's called a stellium, which is three or more planets in any one sign or house. Mm -hmm. So basically you like stacked up the blocks in this one territory, Uh which is you have a lot of Libran energy and a lot of Scorpionic energy. Scorpio, of course, like all the signs runs in a spectrum. So you could low shadow Scorpio, some potentials of that look like, you know, experiencing sexual trauma, experiencing, um, you you know, high levels of depression and broodiness and moodiness. You know, the line that I love around the scorpionic energy is God's question to you is not, are you deep? Not, are you penetrating? But can you handle it? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, and yeah. if you can't handle it at the time or at the level of consciousness that you're at, we go into the shadow territory of can barely get out of bed, just completely flooded and weighed down emotionally based on the the traumas that we experience in our life. It's not light territory, this Scorpio piece. Nope. 
but we can choose to heal. We can choose to see these, these circumstances, not as catastrophe, but as catalysts that catalyze us into our healing process with the Scorpio, the eighth house energy, you bring a tool for diving very deeply into these shadowy taboo territories and evolving beyond being identified in the story, evolving beyond that into your healing, into a more of an expanded space where then you can serve as a voice, a sharing of what, what it means to actually move through that shadowy territory. Mm. And if they, that, then the answer becomes, yes, I can handle this level of intensity, this level of emotional power and know how to channel it. And then you become a wise person, one who others turn to when they're moving through trauma, sexual trauma, abuse, you know, these, these ideas to learn how to transmute the lower frequencies into their higher expression that look like a sexy kitty wearing unicorn slippers doing a podcast talking about relationships and the higher love (laughs) states and free, you know, all of these different expressions that are possible when you've actually moved through the shadow. Well, thank God I don't hide any of my life now that everybody knows who I am. (laughs) You're welcome, listeners. Mm -hmm. You now know all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How would you... You know, as we're talking about this, these potentials that we have and these sun signs and how there's even more complexity of uh, going on there and Mm -hmm. um, the tendencies that we that we lean towards. Mm -hmm. Can these be used to tell us about our romantic life? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, there's there's indicators. So like I said earlier, I don't believe in the fatalistic or fortune telling piece. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't ever say that, Okay, you know, your Venus is in Capricorn. And so you have to end up with a Capricorn type of person. Yeah. But we can say that that there are certain energetics that that you have chosen in this lifetime that would be really supportive as like a natural partner for you. And there are indicators in the chart, like where Venus is and like the constellation that's on your descendant and where is your Mars, which it represents passion and fire and like that really oh, yeah. like raw energy. These these are indicators in your chart that can help point to what what qualities would a natural partner have for you? And when we also take into context the evolutionary perspective, we can see why, you know, why calling in a partner, let's say you have, you know, Mars and Aries and, you know, Venus, um, Venus and Scorpio, right? So you like having a really passionate lover who Uh will get into the cauldron with you and like stand in the fire with you and move through whatever, you know, distortions come up and also throw you against the wall and rip your clothes off. You know, that's yes. And most of us are probably like, yes to that. Um, But, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, perhaps you came in with a a prior experience from another lifetime or this one where there was much more um, modesty or much, much withholding emotionally and things like that. So calling in a partner who will help really rip you open in all of the ways (laughs) would really benefit you on a soul level. Right. Like that strong mirror. So the indicators that I would look for in terms of like, what are some qualities that would really work for me um, in terms of a partner would be whatever sign is on the descendant, which is the cusp of the seventh house in the chart. And if anyone is called to do a session with me, we can, you know, I'll put this into English, but (laughs) there's also um, Venus. So Venus is the goddess of love, of relationship, the ruler of Libra, which is the most oriented toward relationship. So 
whatever, wherever Venus is in your chart indicates the qualities of your natural partners and also any planets that are in Libra or the seventh house or the eighth house, which the eighth house is Scorpio's house. This is the sexual energy house, the, mm. where the exchange of the most intense and strong energies reside, mm. right? Um, any planets in those territories will also give you more information about really what your spirit is calling in for this lifetime in terms of romantic partnership and also friendship and business partnership. They can really look, um, the, the relation, the nature of the relationships themselves can take many different forms, but these indicators point to the qualities that you'll be looking for. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Mm -hmm. So the stars can literally tell me about my sex style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so wild yeah. mm -hmm. to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful stuff. Yeah. As yeah. above, so below, you know, it's all a mirror. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I, so every time I used to date somebody new, I would call Megan <laughs> and be like, so he's a Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, oh, okay, so this is what's going on. <laughs> like, what's his date of birth? What you time know? was he born? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to see, is this going to be a good match? Mm -hmm. And they would always end up incredibly intense mm -hmm. and like passionate and like yeah. all the things. Yeah. It's got to be that way for you. Uh, yeah, I can't. I don't know. I can't. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had a boring relationship. I'll say that. <laughs> Very loving. Very mm -hmm. loving. Just not boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and then you also, what... The work that you do is very encapsulating around relationships. Mm -hmm. So more than just the astrology, this is more of like a tool for you to yeah. help people to understand, again, their tendencies, their patterns, things that fill them, things that excite them, sort of mission type of things. Mm -hmm. But then I love your work around relationships and how you see relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the relationship that I'm in right now has been such a huge teacher for me. And, and really, you know, over the last year, I've experienced on a personal level, one of the greatest transformations of my life. And mm. on an astrological front, I'm the Scorpio all the way. So transformation is my MO. I've had several Phoenix like dark nights of the soul to recreate myself over and over again from Taekwondo Olympic hopeful to uh, executive marketing director for these big sports agencies to astrologer to ceremony list with dark nights of the soul in between each one. So the mm. transformational process is, is very familiar to me. And so I'm my most, my highest excitement is supporting others in moving through their own transformational process, their own evolutionary process and seeing life as happening for them rather than to them. So moving from victim consciousness to creator consciousness and whatever tools we get to use in order to facilitate that process are, are called forward into the space. So I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm actually moving away from being identified as, you know, an astrologer or a coach or mm -hmm. one thing or the other, but rather, you know, a transformational catalyst, a speaker, a Ooh. facilitator, a ceremonialist. I 
create the, a safe space for people to come into and see themselves and, and, and take full responsibility and ownership of what they're magnetizing into their lives to start to see it, not from the level of the identity that's experiencing it, but to expand beyond that and witness the form that their life is taking and see how, okay, these challenging circumstances that I'm attracting into my life, what's up with that? Mm -hmm. Why am I attracting this into my experience? So do you see that, that, that perspective shift immediately pops you out of the identity that that attracted it in the first place. Mm. So then you, you expand beyond that. And now you're witnessing that self in the story and you can see how that story is taking is playing out in your life as a catalyst for you to to reclaim whatever power is being drained whatever ways you're falling victim to it depending on what what experience it is that you're actually in Mm, right mm -hmm. and so we can see how really when we we understand what our curriculum is so let's say you have curriculum around you know fear of abandonment okay so then if we have a fear of abandonment we'll naturally have resistance around situations that could potentially create the experience or the feeling of oh my god i'm abandoned mm-hmm. so perhaps early in life, this person who has spiritual curriculum around abandonment, their, you know, the way that it got seeded into their consciousness in this life again was that their, their father left at an early age. So now this person is seeded with the fear of abandonment as they grow up in their life, they'll tend to attract situations over and over again, where they're experiencing abandonment, Mm -hmm. which eventually will build up so much protection around that, that they may stop getting into relationship altogether so that they don't have to face off with this abandonment fear, Mm -hmm. but it will show, it can always show up in other ways through friendships or business partnerships or abandoning yourself in Mm -hmm. that way. So we start to look at how we're attracting these things into our lives and what it is that we're actually needing in order to break through that story. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from the psychology perspective over mm-hmm. on, on my side, yeah. it's very similar. So we mm-hmm. talk about this concept of imprinting on the brain mm-hmm. as at a young age, we imprint on our brain mm-hmm. what it means to be loved because mm-hmm. none of us are born knowing how to love or receive love. These are all learned. Mm-hmm. And then the imprintation, the imprint on the brain, mm-hmm. creating the neural circuitry around that. And then we start looking through the lens uh, of that not being enough, or Mm -hmm. I'm broken, or Mm -hmm. something's wrong with me, or I'm not worthy, Mm -hmm. or I will be abandoned, that kind of thing. And, Mm. and yeah, wow. So mm -hmm. yeah, what you're saying is I, I totally agree. And you the way that you give such a different perspective Mm -hmm. for people to hold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, what's really, I love that. I hadn't heard that perspective before. It's like the lens through which we look. Mm-hmm. And and what I wanted to add on that piece is that what's interesting and how this, I, I witnessed this in a lot of my clients and including myself, c- can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like on the abandonment storyline, the that fear of abandonment, when you do attract that relationship in, because there's this underlying or unresolved fear of abandonment, 
that person might go into and operate from energies like control, like manipulation, like making sure or trying to get the feeling of security or, um, you know, certainty from their partner Mm -hmm. so that they know that they don't have to feel the feeling of abandonment, which is actually the fear that's operating under the surface. Mm -hmm. And ironically, the self-fulfilling prophecy is that it's those behaviors that are born of the original fear in the first place can actually push the person away where the the individual then self-fulfills the prophecy of, oh, now this person doesn't want to be with me. Mm-hmm. But it's because they went into control all of these patterns that come from fear that pushed away mm-hmm. the person that they wanted. Yeah. And so it's it's a really subtle matrix. But when you start to piece it apart, it's an extraordinarily powerful practice to actually move through your life in this way and see the way that you're attracting these situations as indicators mirroring and reflecting back to you, hey, this is where your opportunity for healing is. This is where your opportunity for expansion is. Mm. And right on the other side of that is the relationship that you want, Mm -hmm. is the freedom that you want, is the person that's going to show up and not leave you and not abandon you Mm -hmm. because you're not coming from that, trying to make sure that it's not going to happen, which it's Mm -hmm. our own responsibility to heal the fear. Nobody, nobody can, the original wound, nobody can really do that for us. Yeah. Yeah. It's our work to be done. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing you say is, is again, another lens for people to look through is, mm-hmm. is seeing the relationships that they pull into their lives as the exact reflection of where they are in their own evolution. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. And then you also say about, you're talking about this energy, you know, the energy that we're putting off. I get people who come into my office and they're like, but I was like the perfect partner. I did everything right. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, great. So let's look at more of like the subtle ways that you contracted in the body, mm-hmm. the subtle ways that you avoided intimacy mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, turned your gaze or, mm-hmm. you know, clinched up mm-hmm. um, without the words and your actions were perfect. Sure. But not mm-hmm. the being of you. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I can share from my own experience. Oh my of, God, tell us. Ooh, it's some juicy personal material. This is like a slumber party where we're like painting our nails. We're going to have like a, a, a topless pillow fight next. And we're, we're sharing our stories. With Kat, it's topless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. We're sharing our, we're, our stories and drinking tea. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, the the experience that I've had over the last year, you know, the relationship that I'm in now is is the the most conscious and evolutionarily focused relationship that I've ever been in. Mm. And the foundation that we've built is more solid than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and I, I retrospectively now can see how that was built in the fire of our willingness to stand in the discomfort mm-hmm. and not g- agree to create in order to soothe the discomfort in the moment. So for example, like this is the, the, the personal piece or a personal piece for me was, you know, when we first started dating, I've been through a lot of trauma um, emotionally. I've been in a physically abusive relationship. I, my first love, the first man I ever fell in love with cheated on me multiple times and I kept forgiving him and it happened over and over again. Um, so my relationship history, you know, it was like a repeated, pattern of unresolved trauma that I went through as a, as a kid, just being an unstable, 
relationship with my dad, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like this sort of instability that was infused in, 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 in lack of, you know, trust and solidity in, in these relationships up until, you know, I went through my awakening about six years ago and really committed to my own work until I got to a place where I, I was ready to attract my partner now. And when we, as we deepened, unexpectedly, this fear of getting my heart broken lit up so strong. And I went into behaviors like I was referencing earlier, like, you know, control or needing him, like needing is a word that's Mm -hmm. sort of an alarm, right? Like needing him to tell me that he's not going to ever go anywhere, you know, needing him to basically reassure me to soothe the part of me that was terrified. And so the first key was learning how to be really, really vulnerable and not like, um, withhold love, withhold affection, shut down, run away, all of these things like go into fight or flight because it's, it's such a strong fear. We'll go into like survival mode. Mm. So to learn how to bypass all of those protection mechanisms by dropping deeper into vulnerability and saying, just basically, I'm really scared. You know, Mm. I I'm scared. It's can be as simple as that saying that to to your partner, that, that pulls away the self-fulfilling prophecy that I talked about earlier and allows them to just like stand in the fire with you and say, Oh, it's okay that you're afraid, you know? And then we can look at that because that's actually what we're looking at. We're not looking at any of the side effects that can be come from, Oh, you're afraid. Right. Mm -hmm. So the being afraid, then we were able to kind of to move through that. And what, what happened is that he, the, the me that was asking him to tell me, I'll never leave you. And we're monogamous and we're together. And I, I want to do all the things with you and be in an exclusive relationship and get a house and all those things earlier on when I was needing that in order to feel secure and safe, he, chose not to go into agreement with that because it was coming from the frequency of fear. And if he were to have agreed into those things just because he loved me so that I wouldn't have to feel what I was feeling, which is the fear, that actually creates a really shaky foundation. Because later in the relationship, if anything shifts where it seems like he's not there for any reason or it, 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 the entire feeling of safety and security is tied up in him being a certain way, Mm. being a version of himself that's in agreement with that fear that's saying, I'll keep showing up this way to make sure you don't have to feel that. And that is never going to work in in the long term or not for us anyway. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is that even though it, it was more challenging at the time. It, him standing in that fire with me really forced me to look at why it is that I'm going into these behaviors that are requiring so much of him in order for me to feel safe and confident in this relationship and willing to keep deepening. And so I was able to look at that and give myself what, what I really needed in those moments, knowing that it all starts and ends here anyway. Right. And eventually that level of fear really dissolved. And as the attachment and the need and the trying and the trying to make it happen and the control fell away, he was it was like immediate. 
immediate baby let's sign a lease together we're 100 we're in this relationship together we're you know facebook official all of the things just happen so organically and effortlessly in direct correlation to my own willingness to look vulnerably at what's coming up for me and where am i acting from fear and where am i acting from authentic desire there's there's Sometimes there's authentic, there's just the desire and, and then there can be the fear wrapped around it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as we clear that fear wrapped around it, all that's left is the desire. And that's when the whole universe can meet you there and everything that you want gets to happen. So it's de-shaming desire. Yeah. It's de-shaming everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's saying here, invite all of the parts of you, mm -hmm. all the parts of, of Z, all the parts of cat, mm -hmm. bring them all together. And it's okay that you're scared and it's okay that you're, you know, af afraid of these things or mm -hmm. feel this way about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. But we've got to acknowledge, create space and accept. Yeah through being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's like vulnerability the, is the key to the heart, is the key to the connection, mm -hmm. is the key to the truth of your relationship, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes saying the most vulnerable thing, it, it's like it, it requires you to face off with the fear because we don't know what the response is going to be, mm -hmm. right? So, but the deeper we drop into vulnerability, the closer we become to the truth of our desire, Mm -hmm. And vulnerability, uh, what's coming to my mind is not only does it help our love relationships, but it helps our sex lives too. The mm -hmm. moment that we can get vulnerable, mm -hmm. the moment the body can release and it can relax, it can let go of the gripping of trying to mm. prevent something from being seen. Yeah. And when we can do that, the body opens, the mm -hmm. sensory receptors open, mm -hmm. we become a lot more... Mm -hmm. uh, in rhythm with our own body, able to connect with the other person or just ourselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I love that what you said. It's like the, a beautiful question to reflect on is where in my life am I trying to and where in my life am I inspired to? Oh. So it's like we, we can act out of trying, efforting, proving, or we can act out of inspiration. And, and energetically, there's a difference. Anything we create when we're acting out of trying or making something happen, uh -huh. it's inherently coming from a little bit of fear, a little bit of lack. Resistance. Like, because I have to try, I have yeah. to make this happen. This translates into our relationships and really across the whole sphere of our life. Yeah. And so whatever we create from that place, including agreements in the relationship, the form of the relationship, the place that you choose to live, all of it. If it's coming from trying to make it happen, then it the, that frequency of fear is laced in the form of the creation. Mm -hmm. So anything can threaten it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if we tune in and just check in, am I acting from trying or am I acting from Des authentic desire, mm -hmm. vulnerable connection to my truth, inspiration, then you'll be moved by spirit. You'll be moved to act. That's mm -hmm. when that which we create, the form that our life takes is laced with the frequency of inspiration. Mm -hmm. And nothing can threaten that because it was moved through you. Yeah. It's inspired. It's inspired. It's true. Oh. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. This uh, Yoda once told me. Oh, Yoda! Do not, do you not a, try. You have a, pop, uh, a, a personal relationship with Yoda. 
I do. Oh my God. I want to be called the Yoda of love. Like, oh, let's make that happen. Can that be my title? Yes, please. Dr. Cat Meyer, aka Yoda of love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a little placard for myself. I know your birthday present for this year. Yes. So, relationships designed by intention, relationships designed, you, you keep bringing up the words energy. So for a lot of our listeners, they may not know what that means. What do you, can you expand on that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Well, hmm, energy is everything, right? There you go, everybody. You got it. Period. That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, You know, it's, it's. This is a great question. I've never really been asked this before because I, I mean, on a physical, on a literal level, literally everything is is energy. So mm-hmm. the chair that we're sitting on, the table that the mic is on, all of it is just energy vibrating at a different frequency. Mm-hmm. And then there's these subtle energies that occur, like like think of vibrations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like when you enter a room, have you ever been like, wow, it was just a weird vibe in there? Oh my god, all the time. Okay, yeah. So that's a good way to kind of think about it. So there's just like, okay, like what's the baseline vibe of mm-hmm. your relationship is the baseline vibe or the energy of it is the is the vibe from which you're creating your agreements in your relationship inspired mm-hmm. right is it coming from vulnerability and truth like are you tuned in yeah to your moment are you tuned in to your heart or are you operating from social conditioning from what you think you're supposed to have or how the Mm. relationship is supposed to look Mm -hmm. or are you actually present to the moment that's true for you and true for your partner and sometimes that can be the scariest thing to really just tune in eye to eye with your partner in the moment and say check in with your heart which means just move your attention and focus to your heart and feel like hey I feel nervous. Mm-hmm. Th- there's some fear coming up for me. Mm-hmm. This is what I really, really want. Mm-hmm. I really desire this. And then allowing yourself to go into listening and hear what your partner has to say about that. That moment of transition can be really scary and vulnerable before you hear the reflection of your partner of, do they want that too? Yeah. Do they also get excited about the same things that you get excited about? Are you guys on the same page? Mm -hmm. Is it something you've dreamt of your whole life that you're expressing to them from truth and inspiration? Or is it something you've wanted your whole life that you're afraid you might not get and you're expressing it to them from lack, from making sure, from they have to agree with you or else Mm -hmm. can you feel the vibe in the space between you would be different if you're coming from that place or if you're coming from the place of like, this is really means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. This, this, I've been wanting this my whole life and I'm kind of nervous right now that maybe you might not. Yeah. But maybe you will. I don't know. So I'm going to share it. You know, can you just feel my heart in that? That's the sweet spot that I've learned when you drop into the moment and connect to yourself and then create the space for your partner to connect into the same moment with you Mm. from the most vulnerable heart-centered space. Mm. And then the energy, which is kind of what I'm saying, which is then the the vibe will support the create whatever it is that you guys create from there. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And what's even coming to my mind, because I hear elements of the way I teach people about embodied communication. Mm-hmm. So tuning that. into the body and what is the body saying? And mm-hmm. the body has this natural like contraction and expansion that goes on mm-hmm. in relation to things around us. <clears throat> so if we think about what you're saying with this, the energy of the body's contracting, what vibrationally would be put off would be something that would be more dense. Yeah. Hundred percent. If we're relaxed mm-hmm. in our body, there's an opening and expansiveness. I mm-hmm. can imagine more of like a lightness, like 100%. a hundred percent vibration being sent off. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that dense vibration that you're referencing, because we're all connected mm-hmm. and we're all sensitive, that will translate to your partner. And mm-hmm. so they may yeah. or may not on a conscious level be aware of what it is that they're feeling, which now they're feeling kind of contracted in their body because yeah. they're tuning into your contraction or nervousness or trying or making. Yeah. And that's sort of what I was referencing earlier that my partner, when I was coming from that place, which I now take full ownership of at the time, I had no idea. I was completely unconscious. He was tuned in enough to feel in his own body. Why am I feeling contracted? now. This, I, this is actually something that I want, but why am I having a hard time actually saying, yes, let's create that together right now. And it's because there was that fear or I was in the energy of like, this has to happen or else it means something, right? Mm -hmm. The fear. And so it's that, that, that subtle shift from speaking from open body, from relaxed body, from vulnerable truth, moving into that, which actually opens up the space for the partner to be in their openness, their vulnerability. And then the agreements that you make from that place are solid. Mm. You know, the, the, the vibration that they're made in is, is clear. It's of love. It's of inspiration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the way you describe relationships mm-hmm. as this container for evolution, mm-hmm. as a tool itself for evolution. For sure. So here you've got over on one end, you've got your uh, the astrology work and you're, you're like, okay, so you can learn about yourself. This is a great tool to understand you and how you navigate this world. Mm-hmm. And then you also have your relationships again as this container to learn and, and evolve mm-hmm. yourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Now you also do a lot of work. You're a ceremony. Ceremonialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. That's absolutely. another container. That's another container, right? And I and I do in the work that I do, often they all end up coming together, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, our our the astrological energies translate into the way that our relationships are manifesting, which I really see life as a ceremony at this point. So this idea that I talked about earlier, um, when we expand a bit beyond the self that is identified with the story of our life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and instead witness our lives and get curious about the circumstances, the patterns that we are attracting into our field. Why Mm -hmm. am I attracting this specific kind of pattern? You know, once we expand into that place, we can we can actually work very intentionally with our own healing, with our own evolutionary process. And so some of the tools that I use to do that for myself and for my clients 
include the the astrological activation work, the, you know, spiritual psychology, um, and also plant medicine in ceremonial work. Woof, woof, so, woof. you know, I want to hear about that. Yeah yeah. 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 So I facilitate immersions. I facilitate retreats that either do or don't have plant medicine. You know, I plant medicine um, is a very specific um, uh tool that you will tune into your own heart and feel if you feel called into that or not. The idea of ceremony from my perspective can be for everyone, whether there's actually medicine involved or not. So the ceremony space is a space that it's a container that we walk into with intention to see our lives as a catalyst for our soul's evolutionary process. Right. Mm -hmm. So we continue to expand and evolve through ceremony, through intention, through the willingness to really go there into the deep, deep work. Right. So there's the deep work and there's the activation of our gifts. There's so much that can come through in the ceremony space. And it's so diverse that really we tune into the subtle energies and what's present and whatever is being called through the client or through the person into the space is what comes, comes forward as a tool to support their healing or their activation of the gift that's trying to come through for their own use, for their own service on this planet Mm -hmm. to step more into their purpose. So it's just really, you know, you could, you could feel the word ceremony or you could feel the, the idea of becoming more intentional with your life and with the way that you're stepping into your purpose and with mm-hmm. the, the way that you're choosing to heal and to evolve. Mm. Um, the plant medicine journey has been profound for me. It's been a really um, important, pivotal tool for my own personal evolutionary process. And so that's why, you know, I, I do... Um, recommend that that clients if they feel called into that space work with you know well seasoned you know facilitators and shamans who have been working with these ancient master plant teachers for their entire lives and and know how to serve as a conduit for the messages of these plant medicines mm. right so it's very important who it is that you choose to sit in a space with with the plant medicines i've been so blessed to attract the most incredible teachers and shamans and guides into my field um, that i've had the honor and privilege of sitting with and learning their ways and um you know really receiving profound healing on a personal level that has positioned me to create consciously and from a liberated and free place, the life that I'm now living. Mm, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually just got back from Colombia. I was there um, uh, a few weeks ago and we worked with um, an incredible shaman who since five years old, he's been in the jungle and really some pretty magical things happen with these incredible medicine men. Um, this His story was that his master teacher saw him in a vision and heard his ikaros, which which are the sound technologies that the shamans utilize to support the the healing. It's they're channeling the the it's almost like the voice of the medicine channeling uh. through them. Uh. So his master teacher heard his ikaros in in a vision and went and found him, knocked on his parents' door, he's five years old, and told his parents, I saw your your child in a vision. I, he's gonna heal a lot of people and I, I need you to let 
let me take him with me into the jungle. And his parents let him go. So since five years old, he had been in the jungle working with these medicines in a really good way. And now he's facilitating the most extraordinary um, medicine experiences in Colombia. And it was really, you know, life altering for me. Um, and, and these medicines continue to, to, uh, catalyze my journey uh-huh. into the next, it's almost like quantum leaping into the next level of the game. And what I'm really passionate about, another thing I'm really passionate about now is really serving as a voice for these medicines and, 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 um, their, their sacredness and, and the power that they can have to help one break through a potential, you know, whether it's trauma or, um, wounding that, that maybe someone's had a really hard time getting, getting through or releasing these medicines can really support, um, expediting that process. And if assuming that you're being held in a really safe container in a, in a focused and good way, um, and also serving as a voice for, for the, the plant, the, the animals, you know, mm. the animals I've become more tuned in and, and, and sensitive to the, the fact that we are not separate from nature. Mm. We are nature you know, and bringing the message of, of the jungle and, and this simple truth that, you know, we are love and then we get to work together, you know, that we move from competition and separation to celebration. I feel like the spectrum is moving from competition, which is born of wounding and, mm-hmm. and separation to, we transcend that and we get into like allowing, we allow yeah. each other. And then we transcend that and we get into celebration. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, fuck yeah, do it. Celebrate. Yeah. Go, go, go girl. Like we're all one. Like your win is my win. That's yeah. what I feel when I'm in the jungle. Oh. I feel the, 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 the plants and the wildlife and everything working in, in unison and in celebration of one another and mutual support. There's no excess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the Jaguars aren't having any excess killing. You yeah. know what I mean? There's no effort or trying to prove it just is what is and everything is in perfect in, in balance in balance everything's working together yeah. whether we're conscious of it or not 100 percent. Mm. and i think you know in in our in, in in much of the developed world we've lost sight of the natural balance and the natural order that that life can fall into and will fall into when we're willing to surrender and to trust and to listen Mm. rather than trying to make sure that we are the best or this, 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 Mm -hmm. right. That creates, that's more separation. It's coming from lack or fear that there Mm -hmm. won't be enough. Yeah. And that's just not the truth. And so these plant, these plant teachers, they're, they're calling me, I can only speak on my personal experience. They're calling me forward to serve as a, a, um, a invitation to remember that when we relax into the truth of the fact that we are love, mm-hmm. we all get to naturally work together and to celebrate one another and, 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 and inhabit the truth of the moment where we are abundant and everyone can have enough. Mm-hmm. Right. But we all have to agree to that and, mm-hmm. and choose that. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's really when we, you as a facilitator, you know, and a, and a therapist and a, a, an activator and, and me as a, a passionate facilitator and, and a ceremonialist, we, that's, to me, that's the root of why it's so exciting to help people transcend and move beyond the wounding or the fears or the ideas that there's a lack or not enough, or, you know, that we're not love Mm -hmm. because from that, that's when we go into the behaviors that are violent and aggressive and cruel, and it's all coming from wounding. Yeah. And so when we can get into that and love that up and help people remember who they are, it's like, then we come back to the original truth that we're not separate from nature mm. and that we all love, we can all love one another and we're all and in this together. Yeah. Evolve. And, and we trigger each other, not because we hate the other person, but because we are helping them to see another part of themselves. A hundred percent. I love this. Mm-hmm. This whole conversation is just so rich of different ways of thinking, different ways of relating, different mm-hmm. ways of healing. Yeah. And I think when we can expand our our minds to that, our mm-hmm. potential is really infinite. Absolutely. And that's yeah. where it really gets exciting. <laughs> when we remember how infinite we are mm-hmm. and that we get to create anything we want. Right. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to really soak that in. And I wonder if there's one other little nugget of inspiration that you can give for people that they can take away with. They have a whole bag. They have a whole suitcase right now of things. But if there's one that you want to really leave them with. Trust deeper. I'm getting that tattooed on my left butt cheek. (laughs) Just trust deeper. Trust deeper. And, and no matter how challenging the moment that you find yourself in may be, trust deeper that you chose on a soul level to inhabit that moment for a reason mm. and that it's happening for you. It's happening for you. Just trust deeper. Oh, my God. Oof. Mm. Megan Zimring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also known as Z. Mm-hmm. So good to be here with you always. Yeah. What a phenomenal conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, guys. <laughs> Lovers. And and how can they find you? Where can they find you at? Yeah. So please find me on Instagram, which is at Megan Zimring, M-E-G-A-N-Z-I-M-R-I-N-G. Or my website is meganzimring.com. And starting at the end of March, if you're in the LA area, I'll be facilitating an extraordinary transformational experience called Free Yourself once a month in the Palisades. And I would love, love, love to hear from you. If you'd like to join, send me a message. Oof. Mm -hmm. All right. There you have it. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please head to eatplaysex.com to subscribe to the show, connect with me and Megan Z, and get your free ebook on how to have better conversations around sex. Because my goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which we know will improve every aspect of your life. Mm. I'll see you next time on Eat, Play, Sex. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.